This is Songwriter's Room, and I'm your host, Tomoko. Today's guest is Kevin Pescoran. Kevin is a game music producer and songwriter with the music alias Quadraxis. He is from San Francisco, California, and Peruvian descent. At the tender age of 27, he already owns an independent record label, Estetica Cybernetica. Did I say it right? Correct. Okay. <laughs> Which signs artists from all over the globe to create futuristic music, often inspired by cyberpunk culture. He's also produced an original album, including some of Japan's greatest game composers, to magnify the creativity and diversity of styles found in game music. You can check out his releases at teticacybernetica.com. Mm -hmm. So, all the game music lovers, can I get a whoop whoop? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gents, please welcome Kevin Pescoran. <laughs> Hola, como están? <laughs> Muy bien. <laughs> awesome. Spanish, and I'm from Osaka. Osaka dialect is very close to Spanish, and you know, you say hola, right? Mm -hmm. And in Osaka band slang, we say hola. You oh, know, really? You know, <laughs> like means, you know, like kind of like a Yakuza mafia style, like, what the fuck you doing kind of thing. <laughs> I'll start using that. So you are so cyberpunk. I love your pink hair. <laughs> Thank you. I like it too. Thank you for showing up today. I know you are more like being more behind the scenes and remain mysterious, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so nice to see you in person because the truth is that I got to know you because you hired me as a translator many times mm -hmm. to help your communication with the Japanese game music producers. Correct. I believe we first met online in 2014, I think. Right. How did you find me? Um, I don't remember. It was one of the sites that offered services and you were on there. Um, and you maybe, just seemed... maybe Guru. Yeah, I think that was it, yeah. So it's, it's really nice to see you in person. Since I don't play video games, well, actually, there's this one little game app on my phone that I got addicted recently called Candy Crash. But I had this notion about game music that it's all electric and mechanic. But when mm. I listened to your CD, I was pleasantly surprised that I was totally wrong. <laughs> you well, know yeah because there's some jazz in there little funk and pop and all all kinds of music so i really like it that's good to hear that's what i like about game music is there's a lot of variety i didn't know see but obviously you are a fan of many japanese game music producers so is japan number one in the world or what fascinates you most about Japanese game music and how different from Americans game music? It's extremely different. Um, mm. I don't really listen mm. to a lot of American game music. Uh, the, the UK has its own scene too, mm. but I personally like Japanese the most because the composers, when they first started doing it in the 80s, they grew up with jazz, funk, and rock from the 60s, 50s, 70s. So they put that into the video games. So a lot of the more famous video games like Super Mario Brothers have a lot of uh, Latin influence or rock, classical. Um, and yeah, I just feel like the Japanese composers were just putting whatever they liked into the games. Like one of the games I like that came out in the late 80s has reggae. 
and the game has nothing to do with reggae, but the composer liked that, so he just threw it in there. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Game music to me is, I would say, my favorite genre. I don't know if it's a genre or not, but whenever people say, what do you listen to? I say game music because it includes everything from mm -hmm. classical to heavy metal to jazz. So I just say game music. <laughs> I was trying to understand what cyber funk means, and it's a combination of cybernetics, which is the science of replacing human functions with computerized ones, and of yeah. course, punk, which is the raucous music and nihilistic sensibility that became a youth culture in the, I'm just reading it, in the yeah. 70s and 80s. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, that's actually accurate. Okay. What are the songs or names of the producers that influenced you most? Aside from video game music, which is the majority of it, um, a lot of European uh, electronic projects like uh, the genre drum and bass and neurofunk. So I listen to groups like Black Sun Empire, Noisia, Belaine, and they're still going on today, but they've been around some of them for like 20 years, 20 plus years. Uh, and they play with a lot of synthesizers and experiment. And I just like that stuff. It's a little darker. There's rarely singing. So, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about those Japanese uh, game producers that I, I helped to translate and communicate it. Are they your idols? Yeah, some of them were direct idols from when I was like five years old. I grew up listening to the music. Um, I can't say some of their names because they had to use aliases because their companies are very strict. Uh, for one of them, I grew up listening to one of his soundtracks in 2003 or four. And um, I would pause the game and just listen to the music because it was it was it was like rock and electronic. And so when I contacted him like 10 years later and you helped me talk to him, uh, I told him that he was the reason I wanted to make music. And um, I think you remember that you translated that message for me. And it's, he said it touched him. So I, the composers I chose were very close to me. I didn't just get who was popular, who was famous, and names you would recognize. Some of them were very obscure. I remember someone reviewed the album, and they said um, it's <laughs> odd that they would get that guy. That guy's barely done anything. But to me, that guy is very special. So <laughs> You're in a different generation, so you're already listening to game music when you were five. Yeah, basically since birth. But I can remember stuff from when I was five. My brothers gave me a video game soundtrack, Fighter, the fighting game. They just gave it to me, and I just never stopped since then. I still have it. I have it right behind me. Um, that was the first video game soundtrack I ever got. And that soundtrack in particular has uh, rock, a little bit of classical. It has salsa. It has a little bit of Jamaican in it. So just listening to that one game was like listening to the whole world. So that's why I like game music. Okay. So all the songs that you have in your CDs, those songs are catered for particular games um most of the time yes it's the composer's job to look at the game and say what is this racing fighting shooting and they have to make something appropriate but in the case of japan they make something appropriate and they implement what they grew up with so sometimes uh, one of the more famous video games is final fantasy and it's it's a story-driven game about adventure and you know kings and Army. I even know that one. You do know that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one's one of the more famous ones. But the the composer who did most of the series, uh, he grew up with a lot of classic rock like Deep Purple and uh, the Beatles. He said in an interview, him and um, the composer of Super Mario Brothers, they both said they like Deep Purple. 
So when I was a kid, I was like, who's Deep Purple? And then I've become a fan ever since. And it was because of them too. Yeah, I remember it was huge in Japan. Final Fantasy or no, Deep, Purple? Deep Purple? I think Japan was the biggest uh, audience they've ever had, even to this day. Every time I YouTube Deep Purple, the subtitles are always in Japanese, always. <laughs> um, I wanted to eventually start making editorials in the near future, like YouTube videos to show the influence that these composers had. Because it's not just that they sound similar to, to Beethoven and Bach and Deep Purple. They, sometimes they just lift the music and put it in a video game. Um, and I don't really see that as plagiarizing because it's like five seconds of a song or 10 seconds out of like a two minute song. But if you listen to classic rock and then you listen to video game music, it's so obvious where the melodies, the sound came from. And I wanted to emphasize on that because a lot of people on the internet point out, oh, this sounds like Deep Purple, this sounds like Emerson, like Palmer, this sounds like... And I just wanted to show where exactly this video game music's coming from and why video game music is helping transition that music over to younger generations like myself. It's kind of like the, uh, the gateway, because it was a gateway for me. It got me into classical and metal and, and all that stuff. Maybe without game music, I wouldn't have gotten into it. So, yeah. Wow. So have you been always otaku? I wouldn't consider myself an otaku because otakus are more about um, anime and anime culture. And mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't really like anime. I like video games and, okay. and some anime movies. Okay. Um, there's, there's like two anime movies I really like, but I, I don't really watch or follow anime. Okay, you're still in your twenties, and I mm -hmm. know you got a lot of interesting projects that you're planning to do. But so far, can you tell me about your uh, success and challenges of owning a record label in your particular genre? Yeah, uh, I figured because it was a, a smaller culture that not many people like yourself knew about. I figured maybe I could have a chance in this because it's not big and mainstream and a lot of competition, mm -hmm. and so. I reached out to people to help me, uh, to club owners in San Francisco, to record label in Los Angeles. And I said, do you guys want to do something, put on events, get some DJs and maybe bring the European scene to America. And almost all of them read my messages and ignored it. Mm. So I just decided I'm, I'm just going to do it then. So I just started doing everything. I did the marketing, the promotion, the um, literally everything for the first year, the artwork, mm. the interviews. Um, now I have other people to do all that stuff, but it first started because I asked for help and they all just ignored me. Wow. So that's how it started. <laughs> I am so proud of you. You just have to keep pushing. Yeah. Um, and it still happens to this day. The irony is what I've learned while doing this, my biggest lesson and takeaway from being in this scene is it's usually the smaller people born to club or uh, maybe a, a blog but famous people toward the world and played to millions of people they're the first ones to respond and like help you out and i'm just like maybe that's why they're big <laughs> that mm. that was my biggest takeaway from all this and i don't know how many years i've been doing it um it's just it's always the more famous people that are so quick to be kind and nice and smaller people are just more like, like I don't want to work with you and I'm like well that's why you're small so you're a producer label owner and a and r at the same time so how yeah. do all these elements fit into songwriting what's the and what's the key to collaboration I think collaboration is my favorite thing ever about um mm. in any kind of medium I can do everything myself but I think that's boring for me personally I know others prefer that um 
I like when someone throws their ideas at me uh, or I throw my ideas at someone else. And even if it's something I don't like, I always try to use it for another project. So I think collaboration is important because you're always going to get something that you wouldn't have thought of yourself. Because if you keep coming up with the ideas 100% of the time, I think people can start to see the patterns, the similarities, and just say, oh, maybe they're not so diverse as we thought. But if you have someone, especially someone that's out of your genre, um, like I like hiring singers that have no idea what drum and bass is. And I'm like, you need to sing for me. And they're trained in like opera or jazz. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Those are my favorite songs to do because I'm just, I think that's what video game music is, is getting things together, throwing it in a blender, and then you get something that you didn't know existed come out. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why I like collaboration, is just finding new visions, new ideas that you yourself probably wouldn't have come up with. Absolutely, that's a great point. How do you find new artists? For the most part, I go online and I, sometimes I just browse aimlessly on websites and find a singer on a song and see if that singer is available. I met my favorite singer from uh, soundbetter.com and she's famous now. She's touring the world and she's got an album out. But um, it's just finding, it, there's no specific way. Sometimes I'll hear a song on my phone and be like, who is this? And then just YouTube them and I just start working with them. Yeah, there's no specific way for me. I just, if I hear it and I like it, then I'll work with them if they want to. Right. Well, you never know because you found me as a translator, then I just happened to be a singer, so I did one song for you. You did two for me. Singing in Japanese, type of song that I never did. Yeah, that's, those are my favorite singers to work with is when they're not familiar with what I'm doing, because that way the song comes out sounding, I think it's, it's like a new color in the color palette you didn't know existed. So like mm. one of my favorite songs I did, uh, she's a country singer, so she's never done electronic. And I gave her a six minute, really dark, aggressive song. And she's like, I do country, I, I don't do anything like this. And it ended up being both of our favorite songs. I remixed it a lot of times and a lot of people liked it, so. So what kind of instruments and equipment do you use? Or some kind of uh, equipments are great for making game music? Could you walk us through a little bit how you usually write and produce? Yeah, um, if it's game music, I think anything can go because game music goes anywhere. So I like to have guitars in my studio, a lot of synthesizers. I collect synthesizers as a hobby on the side. Um, uh, it's mostly about software, I think, for game music. But my favorite game soundtracks are the ones that put ethnic instruments like a mandala or, or sitar or something, something that you don't really expect. And I don't have a budget for that, but I think with game music, you could have anything in the world. Uh, for my music personally, it's just mostly synthesizers and it's all in the computer. But the way I do my music is, uh, I don't, this sounds hypocritical, but I like drum and bass, but I don't listen to a lot of drum and bass um, because it mostly sounds the same to me. So when I do it, I put my influences of rock, I put metal in there, or I'll put, uh, I sing in a lot of my songs, but it's in a vocoder. So you can't really understand the words or tell it's me. Mm. Um, I just find most drum and bass music is kind of, I don't want to say boring, but most of it is, is very similar. And so mm -hmm. when I do it, I, I would reach out to a singer and say, can you do opera on this song? And to a, a guitarist, he'll say, can you do like a guitar solo here? And those are things you don't put in drum and bass. Mm -hmm. So it just depends what mood I'm in. I'll just decide what will go in the song. Interesting. You have some new several releases and projects coming up. Compilation album 
best of from the label and you also gonna do a new podcast like me but for electronic music yeah and also documentary of japanese game music tell us about that the documentary i've been wanting to do for over six years but uh with lack of budget or support it's tough but it i want to say it will get done one day hopefully you know if, if the virus will let me um, I do want to fly over there and talk <laughs> to them because they these guys made the music 30 years ago and so I, I, I want to get to them before it's too late um, and just ask them I don't know just interview them about their music most of them don't do game music anymore the ones from 30 years ago they they moved on to other things so I want to see where they went and what they're doing um, and the careers after video game music especially when so many kids and people like myself are still listening to the music in video games. I wonder if they know that. <laughs> right. And I'll be your translator. And of course. <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, some of the your favorite uh, Japanese game producers are from Osaka or some Yeah, reason. most of them most of them are well a lot of the game studios are centered in Kyoto and Osaka. So It's interesting. <laughs> I went to college in Kyoto. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the oh, that's the prettiest city to visit ever. That's what I hear. You're gonna love it. I bet. Well, yeah. we'll find out. You'll you'll give me a tour when we go. Yes. <laughs> well, we have to wait a little bit because we can't really travel right now. But uh, in the meantime, you can start your podcast for electronic music. Yeah. Um, it's not so much a podcast like what we're doing right now with you. It's more like a radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to have uh, I have some friends that mix music and DJ they stitch the songs together to make one big like hour-long playlist and I wanted to do that and have like a radio host talk between every couple songs about the music and the scene so it's it's basically a radio station but just like an hour or two long maybe once a month cool what about your CD compilation album that was supposed to come out last year um, but it got delayed because I want to put it on vinyl. I like mm-hmm. collecting vinyl records. Uh, and right when I was about to do it and I talked to a distributing company about putting, uh, it was about 15 songs, because it, it was one song per artist that was on my label. I wanted everyone to be represented. And they said, okay, let's do it. And then like the next week is when the quarantine happened and everything went downhill. Mm-hmm. So maybe next year I'll have it ready, but I, I wanted to, I like physical media. I don't like digital. I like collecting and touching vinyl and CDs and cassettes. And uh, I had someone pretty famous tell me, don't do vinyl, you'll waste a lot of money and it costs a lot and you only make a little back. And I said, I know that, but I like vinyl, so I'm willing to lose the money. So yeah, next year, hopefully we'll, we'll see a 12 inch vinyl of my label. Well, thank you so much for uh, introducing me to game music. And I just really encourage uh, people who never really not so familiar with visit his website right here. Listen to it because it's fantastic. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try something new. <laughs> Try something new. But I'm not going to do pink is my favorite color, but I'm not going to do on my hair. But I love your hair. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, Thank you so much uh, for being my sh- on my show, Kevin, today. And until we meet again, sayonara. Sayonara. <laughs>